0: And now from Grid Square Echo, Mike 48, this is 100 Watts and a Wire. Well, well, hello and welcome to 100 Watts and a Wire. It's Christian. My call sign is Kilo Zero Sierra Tango Hotel, episode 379. 379. Steve is here, W7UDI. He's uh, running with us from the Pacific Northwest. And uh, yeah, man, I was talking about you. I almost invited myself over to your crib. Um, come summertime, but you know, I'll let you know when I'm, com- I'm coming over there. Oh, uh, it's a long story. I forgot it. I probably should have brought it up, but, um,
1: how you trip doing?
0: <laughs> yeah, for real. Yeah, hello my, everyone. <laughs> my daughter's looking at schools for her summer program to go to. Uh-huh. And there's a great one in Seattle. Seattle's got a great ballet company there. And I'm like, well, I mean, I don't know. And it's like one of these long things. It's a long one. So I'm like, I don't know, man, like somebody would have to go and be there. So I'm like, I do have a friend out that way. Not that we'd all come crash at your place, but I'm like, uh, Seattle would be cool. It'd be cool to see it and, uh, get further out your way. Um, but that's how all that came up. That's a bit of a side note, Steve.
1: Nice. Yeah. I got a coworker. His wife is, uh, a professional ballerina and I think she's part of that company. That's awesome. There in Seattle. Yeah, it's uh, pretty awesome.
0: Love that art form for sure. Welcome, everybody, and welcome to our friends who may have been finding us through the uh, TikTok. I've been doing TikToks for a couple of weeks now, and it's been a lot of fun, Steve. Just one minute. You can go longer than that, right? I mean, uh, we're talking about recording video. And so I'm like, one minute, perfect. You know, get on there and talk about something, give a little uh, insight into something. And I'm noticing people are finding it. It's an interesting podcast. platform over there so if you are watching and found this show through tiktok uh drop a note in the chat here you're welcome we'd love to meet you and say hello 100 watts and wire really does feature the intersection of life and amateur radio whether you're a new ham radio operator or an experienced op looking to find your people 100 watts and wire is here to help you and uh We'd like to provide a little quality information, some entertainment, and, of course, our community. Everybody is welcome uh, there. And we're going to talk about – I know people are starting to already break my break my kahunis uh, talking about our boy. Where is he? Where is Scotty? I can feel him. Where is Scotty? And <laughs> it, they touched their mouth. Fabio Light. Yeah, wow. it's Fabio. It's Fabio. He's here. He was parking his horse. <laughs> yeah.
2: The cat. I was walking the cat.
0: He's walking the cat. He's he's got a cat and a cape, and he has a horse (laughs) chained up outside Mm -hmm. in Ellicott City. But uh, hello to Scotty. Scotty's here. He's KC3BXN.
2: How are you, sir? Good evening, everyone. How are y'all doing tonight?
0: Okay, so go y'all, and answer that. Uh, We're doing (laughs) great. Uh, But if everybody else would answer that as you're going through your day, that would be cool. Uh, A question for our people who come here. We... All the people on TikTok, all the people who are listening on um, through the podcast during the week, we invite you here Sunday nights, 6 o'clock Central Time, for the live recording of this, so you're always uh, welcome to come and engage. And you know, I thought, I thought this week, and I even, I did a little short video on it too, about the lack of mentoring. I've been noticing a lot in our Facebook mm-hmm. group, which has several thousand people in it, There is a lack, or at least it seems to be a lack of mentoring, and we call them Elmers. So we're going to spend this show talking a little bit about some of the issues, maybe related to the word Elmer, perhaps the uh, Elmers who have uh, passed on. I think things have shifted, and there could be different reasons for that. But I I started this to be a celebration of our Elmers, and... um, asked people to share the names even if they're a silent key we could celebrate who they were and Steve I was uh, I wasn't disappointed I don't I don't know if I was surprised but the lack of engagement on the Elmer topic um just goes to confirm I think there's a lack of it happening in the hobby right now and I can't wait to let you speak here I'll just shut up but I want to kind of lead you back to the day. I mean, you've been doing this over 45, 46 years now, I believe, right? You're in that range. Coming it's, up on forty-six next month. <clears throat> it seems to me. Who's counting? But you, we are right. We're you know, it's it's something to behold. I think it's great. But Absolutely. but, Elmering back in your time when you were coming in, can you talk about what it was like back then, and then maybe we can kind of transition into what it is today.
1: Um, back then, uh, it was pretty intense. I mean, we didn't have the luxury of emails, videos—you know, the technology that we have today. We just had the radio, and then a lot of face-to-face. So, if you were lucky, you had an Elmer that was relatively close, or where you lived, and uh, and it was a lot of one-on-one, uh, and and then maybe some phone calls, some chats on the radio about. Uh, various equipment or what you're doing or not doing uh today with you know video with um with the internet that that we have now it can be virtual and uh and here's a great opportunity to do it but not everybody is um you know asking for it a lot of people either are embarrassed about uh, uh asking for it or don't know where to ask for it um then there are folks that don't want to teach or they don't have the skill set or the patience to be, you know, an effective Elmer or mentor. It's, uh, you gotta be, you gotta have a lot of patience because you're gonna get bombarded with the same question over and over again over a period of time Mm -hmm. because everyone learns at a different pace. So kudos to the teachers and stuff like that. But uh, it's, uh, it's, you know it, it requires patience on both sides the the mentor and the mentee and uh i've kind of found in the last few years or something there's just this stigma that people don't like the word elmer i don't know what it is it's it's a traditional word that we've used for the last you know since the 50s i think is when the term got coined but it's a lot of people are having a hard time with it so maybe we need to move away from the word elmer and just start you know referring we need more mentors in the hobby.
0: Well let's uh let's let's open this up just a little bit. Um and the folks that are here at the live show at the recording if you had an elmer you had a mentor or teacher that helped you along put their call sign in the chat and we will celebrate our elmers tonight but we're going to talk about this and unpack it a little bit more. So uh, you're welcome to uh, please go ahead and do that. Scotty will keep an eye on that, and we'll we'll talk about it. Now, the word. Let me first say that uh, my Elmer is uh, this guy right here. <laughs> Here's his call sign, and I what celebrate are your him. You, you, That's you, one. You That's true. A few Elmers. I would say uh, probably uh, the main the main Elmer for me. It's a, more of a day to day thing. Um, maybe not as as many as uh, it used to be. Daily text and all that sort of thing, but. Anyway, so I thank you, Steve, W7UDI, for being my Elmer for a decade, I imagine, and I celebrate you, and I believe you're also a lot of other people's Elmers now, specifically because of the community we're in here every week and elsewhere and on the air, he's always helping people. So I salute you, my brother. And uh, So let me also say that Steve's father's name was Elmer, so I don't want to... and I did you tell me your dad was a ham? Was he a ham? I know no. no. okay. I know your father-in-law uh, was.
1: He, my father-in-law was a ham along with my mother-in-law. But my dad uh, oh, cool. uh, worked at uh, Caltech there in Pasadena and uh, he mentored a lot of, uh, a lot of students. Um, so he ran the machine shop. Which was uh, he was a precision machinist, and so the mechanical engineering students at Caltech would uh, come down to the machine shop, and uh, he would uh, assist them and help them and uh, encourage them to get you know to finish you know to pass their assignments and help them a long way. So he was quite a mentor. of Talking with a number of students uh, after he retired. Um, they were uh, really grateful of of his uh, patience and teaching them and showing them the way even though they were taught one way the new tech he was he was an old school machinist and he'd show them the old school way and so it uh, it worked out pretty good and i got a little bit of that from him so but dad was a great mentor
0: So, and we're going to go to the chat too, and we'll pick up any kind of conversations. We're going to keep it free flowing here. We're going to talk about the word or the name Elmer as it relates to things, how the internet has affected um, teaching and that sort of thing. Um, Steve, your, your Elmer's, did you have a series of Elmer's? I guess now we should say, were you fortunate enough to have Elmer's?
1: Uh, when I first got in the hobby, I didn't. Uh, as time went on, I got to become friends with, uh, with guys that, uh, that taught me the trade, uh, mainly in the land mobile world. And one uh, was uh, Ray Thill, um, WA9EXP, uh, a gentleman that uh, did, you know, taught me a lot. I learned a lot from him. He happened to be a audio engineer with ABC. And nice. um, that was his day job, but uh, he was uh, quite the uh, a skilled uh, set, had a great skill set when it came to uh, um, radio, uh, especially land mobile. So it, uh, he was a big help in my getting my career going in the uh, telecommunications world. So if anyone I'd uh, set aside, Ray would be, the, would be the one. You know, unfortunately, we lost him a number of many, many years ago. And, uh, I still think about him every now and then.
0: Well, thank you, Ray, for, uh, helping mentor my mentor. Scotty, uh, do yeah. you have anybody that stands out in terms of able to help you out? You've got an extensive audio engineering background. How does it transfer over to the hobby?
2: Oh, well, it was, uh, it was, uh I guess as far as, as Elmer's go, I didn't really have a, a, a licensed ham Elmer. The, um. The guy that kind of kind of encouraged me early on was a guy that I work with at the recording studio, Rick Ahrens, who also happens to be the keyboard player um, in a band that I was in with him. Um, and he was he was doing um, doing radio stuff uh, at the commercial level, like land mobile. Uh, he was big. He was real into the uh, UHF stuff, you um, know. We worked a bit with some of the sprint push-to-talk stuff in the early days, and he had the whole studio rigged up with uh, UHF uh, stuff with uh, Heliacs going to the roof, a um, bunch of directional Yagis um, to have communications up and down all around the D.C. area for um, this, uh, this service that he, uh, uh, this tech service that he had that he ran out of the shop at Omega Studios. And, um I had had a uh, mobile text and they would you know check in with with him and he was all into the UHF stuff and he was a bit of a CB as well but never was a licensed ham um so when I first got into the radio stuff I I, I learned uh, at least on the the UHF VHF FM stuff I learned a little bit from from him that he encouraged me to, to to keep at it and it wasn't until I actually started getting into ham radio and and meeting some folks um that I that I started to kind of uh, you know, kind of latch on to some guys um, for some info. There's a uh, local here in Ellicott City. His name's, uh, his name is John K A three E X E, and he's a, he's a good friend of mine. He's a longtime ham, and we uh, chat a bit on simplex on two meters. And he's uh, he's been a, a nice source of information over the years. He's probably the closest to an Elmer uh, that I've had. But um, yeah, that's, it's uh, so got yeah, kind of got into radio and Elmer through an audio guy. So.
0: Okay, it I makes sense. Regards, so that's cool. Yeah, it makes sense. Uh, a couple of uh, points coming out of the chat this season, uh, this evening. Uh, Kilo India Five Sierra Hotel Yankee. His uh, his Elmer, his mentor was his dad. Kilo Alpha Five Hotel India Alpha. So we uh, salute Mike's dad, and so does Ric Flair. Woo! Your 5'9". Thank you for that. Private Hombre, Kilo Bravo 5, Romeo Zulu Mike. Uh, that's his friend, and his uh, coworker helped him there. So, very good. Uh, so, we're sharing our stories tonight about our Elmers and mentors talking about different things. All right, here's a tricky, prickly one. Trickly prickly. Prickly, I sound like Bob Heil a little bit. They're prickly, prickly <laughs> on this a little Prickly, yeah, bless his heart. He's a he. He makes my list. I think he's been a lot of uh, Elmers, uh, a lot of hams. Elmers, at least, mm-hmm. willing to talk to people for sure. Let's talk about the no code ham thing. Let's talk about a couple of things. First of all, let's before we get to the no code thing, a lot of the old school guys, as you've mentioned, they're passing on right. And I do have mm-hmm. concerns about that kind of bridging the gap between people are, say, my age through your age, uh, folks that are in their 70s and beyond. You know, there's kind of like the old school is uh, leaving and there doesn't seem to be a lot of dip back. Can you give a point about, um, you know, the the aging of the hobby?
1: Oh, it's – yeah, it's a huge uh, issue. It's – um because we're not attracting younger folks because it's not the technology to, to a lot of people is like, Oh, it's just radio. I can talk around the world on my cell phone or, or this or that, or get on my, my computer. They just don't see the, the art of the radio. So that's, you know, one issue that we're running into is just we're not backfilling the, uh, the crew that's, you know, leaving, retiring. And so that's, um, that's make, you know, that's an issue that we, uh, we, we got to overcome and, um, and then, and then the, uh, you know, the no code, uh, I'm surprised you brought it up, but yeah, it, it's, it's been a, a big issue. I, and when it first came around, it was, it was, it was ugly uh, amongst the, uh, the seniored, uh, fellas and fellas. And, uh, as far as, uh you know no code and i think it was uh it, it was great it it brought in a lot of people that code was a big stumbling block it was for me it uh, it was something i had to really really work at be, to get into the hobby a lot of people just said i'm i'm out i'm not going to try it and then once the code requirement was re- removed then it was like oh now they're in so i think it was a it was great that uh the, the code went away and actually CW today is more popular than it has been in many, many years because it's no longer a requirement.
0: Yeah, that's an interesting point, how it's uh, become popular. And we've said on the show before, and, and you had to, and so many others here with us today, had that been a requirement for me in 2012, I would have done enough and learned enough to pass it. I had been working on the letters anyway, but uh, it, I didn't stick to it because, you know, life and whatever, and it wasn't mandatory for me. I didn't hear people so much. I still hear them on the air from time to time, and they're the ones that are, like, on the voice portion of the band complaining about no code hams. Come on, you should be doing that down the road, right? Maybe try that in uh, Morse code, that conversation. But I did hear, and I think there's a disconnect between no code hams and – People asking questions—the whole reason 100 Watts and Wire became a thing it was because I would go to groups in the digital world, the internet, wherever. And if you ask a question in certain places, that's on your test. You you know, it's like you've got this like oh no, like oh I should have retained all the information and I should have known it when I think that the test is this thing we we get through the FCC licensing portion of it. We may not retain and know everything about it. Mm-hmm. We may retain the answers. Some people do teach to the point of memorize it, right? But I, I do subscribe to the fact that I'm going to learn as much as I can and understand as much as I can. But once I have my paper, the real learning begins because exactly. now, now I got to go and, and do it. I'm hands-on. And, uh, boy, I'm, I'm unpacking a lot of stuff here. I just I just <laughs> think that the no-code Thing sort of left a flavor in people's mouths, where like they're not like us, and they got into this, and it was a huge mistake. And I don't know if I'm going to be helping these people. It's because of the mm-hmm. this. Anyway, any thoughts on that? And, and that that could be possible. I
1: mean, there are there are guys in my era uh, in the hobby that uh, they feel that. I had to do this. I had to do XYZ A B C D E and all you have to do is A B C, and you're in. And uh, well, you, you had so to work they, harder. And, and,
2: you, know, you and they had they you, they had to work harder. They they earned it. You didn't earn it because you didn't have mm-hmm. to work as hard. Yeah, you didn't have to
1: do the Send code, receive code. You didn't have to do all the, this test. The tests are dumb. Are getting dumbed down. It's like you know you pass the test. For what the standard was at the time you passed the test. If you wanted to get in the hobby, these were the hurdles you had to jump through. Okay, fine, no problem. I don't have a problem with it. And they changed the, the, the requirements over time, and I have no issue with it. But some people just won't let it go. They just will just, no, 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 no. And then once we get rid of the no code, once we have this no code, we're going to bring in all these cb beers and the bands are going to go to hell in a handbasket. And it didn't.
0: It didn't. Well, it real did quick not. before we're going to go to break and we'll talk about it some more. And I hope that people will comment here in the live chat. Remember, as you're listening to this on the train or on your commute, wherever, six o'clock central time, Sunday evening, we do it live and you're welcome to join us. We love to have a live audience with us. So Steve, real quick, do you think the code being removed, the reaction of the code had any relationship to the lack of Elmers or mentors in today's ham radio?
1: Not the code part. I I think all of society has changed. It's um it's, it con- I think it's part of the internet age. It's uh I see it on both sides of the fence is that you have people here that want to ask questions, but when they do, they get slammed by the people over here who know the answers that, well, you should know that because you got an extra class oh, license. That was on your test. Blah, 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 blah. Question. Yeah. How dare you ask a question? And it was on your test. And it was, yeah. So I see the guys in my in my era and longevity we need to be more open and take the questions and not be an ass about it and uh, just help them along because you know what, Sunshine? You were brand new one time, just like I was, didn't know squat. So l- give these people a break and let's help them out and let them get through the uh into the hobby and enjoy it like we did. Uh, but no, they're better. They try to be better than us. So okay. they're the well, Karens of uh, ham radio.
2: Ooh, did I see that shots fired survey said, <laughs> Karens of ham radio Woo! Karens and Whoa. ham
0: radio I there think you that's go.
2: gonna be the new the new uh, the new the new club band name
0: Karens of ham radio I like it, it. There you so go. uh here at 100 watts in a wire we're not trying to quote unquote throw shade at anybody we're just trying to get to the bottom of this because there is a real concern about the lack of teaching in ham radio it, it, it does exist but uh we're here to help you provide uh, uh give you quality information entertainment and community let's talk about education a little bit here this week in radio guys two significant milestones in the history of radio and electronics november 16th 1904 we were just lowercase g's back then john ambrose <laughs> lived next door john ambrose fleming He patents the Fleming valve. You remember that. I remember carrying the newspaper. It said it was the first practical vacuum tube and functions as a rectifier diode. And I understood it completely. I didn't need an Elmer to tell me anything. I could barely say those words in one sentence, but I totally know exactly what Mr. Fleming did on that day. November thirteenth, nineteen oh six, Lee DeForest. And you can't see there's a picture in here in my shack of Lee DeForest. His um tower he brought to the World's Fair in St. Louis. Well, he patents the Audion tube. It was a triode vacuum tube and was the first widely used electronic device that could be used to amplify to Amplify. Mm-hmm. Just last week, we had a question about last what last makes us something. Last week, we talked
1: something. about that, and that was that device that um lead the forest. Would, uh, lead the forest. Yep. For, Both devices were originally
0: pioneer. developed in the pursuit for making a detector circuit for modulated radio signals and are among the most important developments in electronics history. Cannot get a witness. Woo! November 15th. 1896. Now, I wasn't born in 1896. It was 1897 of November. Niagara Falls power plant hooks to the power grid, providing long distance AC power transmission. And that, my friends, is this week in amateur radio. Oh, oh, thank you. I hope you all enjoyed that as much as I did. Our friend Scotty is here to tell us what's going on. In the world of events, ham radio-related stuff, what you got?
2: What's going on? We got a few things coming up this weekend, November 19th through the 21st. We have a a pretty big contest coming up, the ARRL Sweepstakes Contest, the single sideband variety. So for all you no-coders out there, we're going to get on some SSB. Uh, That's happening next weekend, also November 19th, 21st. Uh, If you're into um, old, you know, Fleming valves and Audion tubes. It's the 1929 Bruce Kelly Cuso party, where uh, the, hosted by the Antique Wireless Association, where uh, everyone is using equipment um, with the uh, made in 1929 or older. Ooh, Damn, that is the, the, that's that's going to be pretty, pretty noisy. It's well, cool. <laughs> uh, and uh, special events uh, stations coming up this week, uh, November 17th. The uh, the NRA is celebrating its hundred. 51st birthday um with the special event station uh k7 gsd out of prescott arizona uh, will be hosting that station so that's what's coming up this week
0: beautiful thank you scotty thank you very much all right let's talk about uh, real quick i want to run across our screen here and let you know about people who are supporting us uh this week here want to talk a little bit about being community supported And buy me a coffee. Steve and I have been working on something very special I want to share with you. But uh, with a few clicks, you can buy me a cup of coffee. But you can also become a member. And we want to become community-supported amateur radio, podcast, video, and audio. Uh, Because times are tough in the ham radio business. Sponsorships are a little harder to come by. So I've got a bit of a challenge kick it. I've got a bit of a challenge to our podcast listening audience, because I think that if you look at the value of the program, match it up, see if it's worth $1 a show to you. We've got levels on Buy Me A Coffee, $4 a month, right? You end up paying $40 a year for the content. So check it out, buymeacoffee.com backslash Christian Kudnick. And a little bit of a challenge to you, but what's really sexy, Steve, should I kick it? Kick it. Okay, just kick it again, is we're going to have a little bit of a signing bonus happening here. Ooh. Let me bring it down. I should almost get into the sexiness. All right, so listen, if you um, sign up to become a member of 100 Watts in a Wire... During the month of November, some people already have. You see a couple of our friends uh, up above. Steve, Whiskey 3, Alpha Zulu Tango, and Michael. November 1, X-Ray, Romeo, Romeo. They uh, gave their support to 100 Watts and a Wire just this past week. And we thank you very much for that. So Steve-O and I have been thinking we are going to do a little bit of an extra bonus. If you sign up in the month of November, right do the uh, the lowest one a dollar a show right you find enough value in it to give us a dollar show and i challenge mm-hmm. all of our podcast listeners to do this because somebody's going to get a steve o made double bazooka antenna right what? which makes me <gasps> mm, i can feel it i can <laughs> feel something move <laughs>
2: dynamite
0: when i talk about <laughs> yes. it yes so, look, like, we were going to give away, I think it's going to be a 20-meter double bazooka antenna. Dang. So if you are in now, you will be in the drawing. It's a random drawing. Anyone new? So if you're listening to the podcast afterwards, go ahead and find this on Buy Me a Coffee, right? And all the links are in the description of the podcast and this video. You could win. I don't know what but double bazookas are going for right now. They're not the cheapest antenna, but um, I can tell you. In terms of what's made on the market and how Steve treats the center point, just the center point alone, where it gets very fragile in the middle. And I've broken them because I've moved them and I've whipped them over and get off of the tree limb, you son of a... Oh, it doesn't work anymore. And it's because that centerpiece is pretty sensitive. But Steve takes special care in his builds and they are strong and they work really well. So what we're going to do... If you join and become a member of 100 Watts and a Wire, you will be, um, in the month of November, we're going to put you in this random drawing for a, I think, a 20-meter double bazooka antenna that was made by Steve W7UDI, and he doesn't mess around, Scotty. This is what, I don't know, if you know this, you haven't seen this yet, he doesn't mess around. He he does not mess around. It is solid. (laughs) His builds are solid because he just gives a little bit extra care. And again, not trying to uh, a poo-poo on any of the commercial makers out there, but I I think he's spending a little more time on the care at that center point. In terms of the double bazooka, to make sure that you don't... What's going on at that center point anyway that it's so fragile, Steve?
1: I, it's basically you're just dealing with the strength is in the st- uh, center conductor. And the uh, the way the double bazooka is, uh, it's a coaxial antenna, but you're breaking the um, the shield at the uh, at the center, which in turn all your physical strength is uh, just left left at the uh, this basically the center conductor of the coax, so you've lost the um, any strength uh, far as the uh, the shield the outer jacket, so you're. All you're dealing with is the center conductor wire and the, uh, and basically the, the dielectric, which is not going to be much. So uh, I've kind of came up with a you know using common parts off the shelf uh, a way to, uh, to, uh, you know beef it up, and so far it's been pretty good. The two that I have up on my tower right now has been up since 2015, and uh, oh wow. I haven't had any problems with it and this is a really windy environment here so um, I had a couple of uh, cage dipoles prior to the double bazooka and they only lasted maybe a year and a half, two years tops before they just, the fatigue of the galloping, the constant galloping uh, broke the wires and the antennas came down and then I replaced them with the double bazooka and haven't had a problem since.
2: Made with a sidecar secret sauce.
0: Secret sauce dips, <laughs> dips it in there. It's got the fortitude that we're talking about. He dips it in the sauce. Smells a little different, but hey, man, it works great. So um, if you want to become a member of 100 Watts and a Wire, please do that. And it's a challenge to our podcast listening audience. Uh, think about uh, becoming a member at the $1 an episode level. It's $4 a month. And then... um You're going to have an extra special bonus, a chance to win a really cool, strong antenna. So thank you for that, Steve. Uh, Some uh, other folks have been uh, commenting here in our live show. He is uh, Rico Babalu1. He didn't get me started in the hobby, but I learned more and had the greatest friendship with John Poet, Kilo 6, Mike Juliet Bravo, the coffee man in Long Beach, California. Todd says he had technically uh, several. He had Whiskey Alpha 3, Zulu uh, Charlie Alpha. He's now Silent Key. uh, uh, WW3S, K8YAK. He's Mike. He's now Silent Key. Also Kilo 3, Hotel, Hotel Echo, now a Silent Key, just to mention a few. Uncle Paul says he don't remember but uh, the call. But back in 1964, uh, his teacher in high school uh, ran the radio shack. He mentored a number of us to get us on, uh, get us our ticket. Uh, that was That's 58 the one years person
1: ago. I forgot to mention was my high school electronics teacher and, uh, another, uh, huge influence. And, uh, so, uh, he helped us along and we built a ham shack at the high school and, uh, oh, cool. And, so yeah, no, we, that's where I did my first inverted V antenna and, uh, how to make a, uh, a, uh, a, you know, basically a, a choke. And we, we did that on the roof of the industrial arts building there at the high school. So it was, uh, I, I we don't have that anymore today. I don't know if, if there's any schools that have electronics program like they used to. Um, it's not a common thing in the shop, but, uh. I'm glad, uh, Todd, you had that. That's awesome.
0: Don one of our net control operators, says he hasn't been a ham long. His Elmers are Dave Kassler and Sidecar Steve. Seriously, these YouTube sessions were the second ham-related channel I found. So thanks, Steve. Uh, we celebrate our Elmers here. I think Steve has become everybody's Elmer in in our community. He's the go-to guy with the questions. Dave Kassler, a very nice man. I met him several, not super long ago, but probably in 18, I'm guessing. And uh, his lovely wife in Dayton. I believe we were, no, it's a Xenia, first year maybe at Xenia. And um, he's an electrical or was an electrical engineer. So he's a very bright man. And uh, so there you go, Dave Kassler and sidecar. Steve, there you go. Uh, Let's see, Pastor Joe has chimed in here, and we are going to hit the ban button. B-A-N on Pastor (laughs) Joe. (laughs) Just kidding. He says, I never really had an Elmer, but um, forget Drake. Uh, KD2 Hotel Tango Zulu, he's a silent key, the very first person to answer my call on the local repeater. And and one of the things, Steve, I think we're seeing here, guys, is that they're silent keys. These are Mm -hmm. people who are helping and are moving on you know frankly i haven't had a ton of people um try and help you know what i mean it's kind of you go to ask questions it's kind of i don't know in the digital world i think there and we've talked about this recently that there there's some bad information you have to really be good uh vetting out the information because there's a lot of uh, stuff that's led by one the sponsorships that they get a lot of these uh Guys, I'm not saying name or again, I don't don't care either way, but you got to, when people are given product, it's always implied that it's going to be the best product, right? And then next thing you know, you've got other people spending your money for you and and sometimes just getting punched in the side and saying, don't do that. Like, no, you don't have to do that. I remember Lanny, N0JZ, another one of my Elmers and uh, the, the best piece of advice I think I was given early was to slow down he said slow down and because we get in we want all the bands i wanted it all like i want, give it to me give it to me it, it was like it's right on my face <laughs> <laughs> give it to me i want it all i want a hex beam i want this i want it i want 83 two meters <laughs> i need it i <laughs> need it i and you know, you get this thing, you want what's the magic antenna? tell me the antenna where I can get everything on it. And then you figure, Oh no. And and he he gave me a trap, he gave me a forty and an eighty meter with trap in it, right? And I remember I was tuning this thing and I'm looking at it and I'm like, I can't get, I got to get the whole 80 meter band. He's like, you're not going to get the whole 80 meter band. You're going to get, you're going to get, you're going to get either, the, you know, this or this or somewhere in the middle, but pick a spot. And yeah, I'm like, I don't know where I want to operate. I can't tune it to where I want to operate because I don't know. I don't know anything. I just, I want the whole band. What will get me the whole band, sir? <laughs> you know, it was like that. And I remember, and, and, um, he said, S- slow down. And now I look back and I'm like, man, like what a great simple piece of advice to just take it easy, maybe learn the properties of the bands and see what they do and kind of find out what 20 does or see what 40 does for you. And what do you want to do? And it's hard to define our goals early. But, you know, exactly, we want that magic bullet. And I didn't understand back then in 2012 that there is no magic bullet. There is no magic antenna. I wish there was. Maybe it's a Yagi. Maybe it's a Step IR. But I, I wasn't in that game, right? So anyway, go ahead and pick it up, uh, Steve, and then we'll send it over to Scott. Oh,
1: God, yeah. That was that was me. <laughs> uh, I, mean, I, I was this teenager, and I wanted it all. Give me, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. I want to do it all, do this, do that. The only good thing about it was uh, I didn't have the money. To do it all, right. so that was uh, uh, it was just okay. So now I had to pick my battles and what I wanted to get into, and uh, now it's uh, I just laughed when you were just give me, give me, give me, I want this, I want that. Well, what part of 80 do you want to work? Do you want to work the bottom <laughs> end, do you want to work the top end? <laughs> oh, you can't get I it all, give it to me all. Well, then let's not talk about 160. Oh, yeah, and, Don't. uh. you know which little segment do you want (laughs) what slice
0: of (laughs) that do you want
1: exactly so it's uh yeah we wanted the perfect antenna that and we wanted to bust a pile up and be the first one in and da 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 and it just uh (laughs) we got dreams of grandiose we got all these big dreams but then reality hits us and then Bam! Here we yeah, are.
2: Reality hit me with uh, with me wanting it all when I first got uh, first got my general ticket. I had my my um, my FT four fifty. Didn't know diddly squat about you know about various antennas and stuff. I just knew wanted to get on the air and and uh, we we're talking about kind of the lack of Elmering somewhat. Uh, well, here I am. I'm feeding a hamstick dipole on a roof of my house with ladder line because I've read somewhere online that you know it allows me to tune that thing up. You know, all over the place. So and uh, you know, a pair of smoke to, uh output transistors later on my F D four fifty back to <laughs> Yesu. Um learned that lesson the hard way. And that learned that I could not have it all right then in there. And then nope. uh, I had to I was rein it in, be like, oh all right, easy. settle down, settle down, let's bring it back in and uh, get a radio get our radio fixed first and then we'll take it nice and slow
0: (laughs) yeah take it slow take it slow slow down he told me slow down he was like you're doing great you're doing great but you know slow down you don't have to have every thing and we have this vision that we can just buy the right antenna all i wanted in the early days before steve before lanny was just tell me what the to buy that's going to give me the magic. I want the magic. I want it to be David Copperfield of the airwaves. And then you, there's no magic. Like there's no magic.
1: And then the like, HF and you is were, magic. And you were asking, what is the best antenna? Just tell um, me what What is buy. the
0: best rate? And it's, it's like, well. <laughs> just tell me what to buy. And then there's <laughs> the, the best the, frequency. Exactly. It always comes back. Why don't you just build a dipole for 40 meters? And I'm like, you mean build a dipole for forty meters? Is that the <laughs> magic? Well, yeah, forty meters. It's rocking all day and all night and in the overnight. It's a good band to kind of get your your feet wet or do mm. whatever. and I'm like, you mean a dipole? Just an old fashioned dipole, dipole. <laughs> So anyway, there you go. That's a piece of advice, our friend d j he said, uh, most have heard my story. If they've hung around for a while, he was featured here on 100 Watson Wire. My main Elmer uh, is my grandfather. The original W1UED made an American radio his career, working for the ARRL for 40 years. So there you go. There you go. Thanks for sharing that, DJ. Some of the others, uh, let's see where we are here. We've still got to get to some ham fest. And uh, some other answers. But if you have a question, put a cue in it. We've got some questions to get to. And uh, that tells me I better get over to uh, my lady. I've been uh, putting you <laughs> off for 41 minutes, girl. I didn't mean to, girl. Scotty's in to tell us what's going on with Ham Fest. Still some things rocking out in November. What's up?
2: yeah we got going on here we got uh yeah a few things happening on uh, november 19th um we have the uh new jersey amateur radio club uh ham fest and swap meet in parsippany new jersey on november 19th uh the northeast nebraska ham fest in norfolk nebraska also on the 19th uh, another saturday the 19th swamp fest open house in fort walton beach florida On November 19th and 20th, it's the Fort Wayne Ham Fest and Computer Show in Fort Wayne, Indiana. And on Sunday, November 20th, Jars Fest um, in Benson, North Carolina. So a few Ham Fests still still kicking around this time of the year, uh, various parts of the the U.S. of A. So get out and buy yourself uh, a Steve's Secret Sauce double bazooka somewhere.
0: (laughs) (laughs) If you're looking for a power solution, check out BioNO power offering the best lithium phosphate batteries for your ham radios. Visit bioenopower.com. That's B-I-O-E-N-N-O-Power.com. And don't forget, special offer now to become community supported and to help ensure the future of this podcast, both the video side and the teaching side, which I think we're going to move into the teaching realm. We try to teach you something every week. Uh, But we do need community support. If you join up and become a member at any level this month, you'll be put into the drawing for a W7 UDI 20-meter double bazooka, and it will be something. You put it up, take it down, sleep with it, Roll around, make some contacts, and pull it
1: back. I, up. I don't think I don't think your wife would like you to sleep with it.
0: Roll over, baby. Twenty meters you can is coming. with it, in. but you know I don't know about sleeping with it. Only one sixty.
2: Rub, rub some lotion on its skin. Oh, wait, oh, wait. It but,
0: puts oh, the well, lotion well, in the basket. No, no, no. Whoa, Lord oh Lord, have mercy!
1: We went down that road. Oh, I
0: didn't know you took it too far, Scotty. Here you go. Always going, just a bit just a little too much lotion, too far. Okay. So we have some questions. If you have a question, put a Q in front of it. I don't know, man. I don't know where we get these guys. It's like Maryland. That's where you get them. You like him because he's from Maryland, and then he turns around. He's got lotion. It puts the lotion in the basket.
1: Exactly. <laughs> Are you going to be going up to the Jersey there for that ham fest on the 19th with your lotion in, in
2: tow? Go take a basket of lotion in Jersey. I'm,
0: I'm coming for you, and Pastor Joe. <laughs> I'm going to sell lotion at the swamp fest. Oh, Lord. Oh, we got a lot of problems. All right, let's yeah, get on do. with oh, this. Let's get on with this. Will leaves or evergreens affect my signal? This is a question came from Lou. Will, uh, I was told real quick, uh, when I put up by hex beam, when I got to that point of my ham radio career, the fellow looked around Emmett, who made the, the thing, he said, you're going to have problems with these leaves. And I was like, nah, but will leaves or evergreens affect your signal? I've the only
1: time I've, found any real issues with uh with leaves and uh has been the uh, higher frequencies when you're dealing with um uh like 900 megs v- uhf and above where uh, i found that to be a problem with the with the evergreens uh i'm i haven't found it uh, here uh, we got lots of evergreens mm-hmm. here as far as hf goes but uh um And I haven't really seen it with the, with the leaves. It could be some issues, but, um, but I found, the you know, leaves to be a a bigger issue at higher frequencies versus lower frequencies. Good to know. Thank you for the question.
2: Can't hit one one of my local repeaters on two meters in the summertime because of the leaves and in the Mm wintertime, clean shot, clean shot, full quieting, but in the summertime, not so much.
0: Interesting. If you have a question here in the uh, chat as we do the live show, everybody welcome here, Sunday, six o'clock for the live stream. Put a cue in front of it and we'll pull it out and get to it. Another question comes from Paul. Why so much hate for FT8? Oh, you opened a can of worms, Paulie. It's a new mode. And it's a,
1: it's just the old timers. Uh, They just, they're not into it. They don't understand it. And so... It's easier to hate on it and then not embrace it. It's uh, they, sh- you know, they should, in my opinion, they should embrace it. Whether you operate it or not, you should embrace every mode that we have in the hobby here, and uh, and celebrate it. It's uh, whether it's FTA JT sixty five or PSK thirty one CW sideband AM FM fast, slow-scan TV, whatever mode that floats your boat or or floats other people's boats, embrace it. Enjoy it. Be happy for them for being part of the hobby. But, you know, haters will be hate haters. So I, that's yeah. the unfortunate part. They're curmudgeons. Get off
0: my lawn. Remember, it's their hobby too. Let them do what they <laughs> want to do. Why does it bother you? Leave them alone. Right. But. Uh, I don't know why, but, uh, we don't have the hate here. We uh, actually incorporate FT8 and digital modes into our Sunday evening nets. So there you go. Thank you for the question, Paul. hope that helped you. Let's take another one now. Uh, does a loop antenna have to be a perfect circle? That's Tony. No, you don't have to
1: it. Uh, you just put it up whatever way you can get it up and, uh, a square, a rectangle, a triangle. I mean, it's just, it's not going to be perfect. And uh, yeah, I mean, at you know, two meters, six meters and 10 meters. Yeah, you can probably get it perfect into a circle. But when it comes down to the lower parts of the band, RF won't care. its uh, It's the length of the wire. That's the key.
0: Good one. I love that answer. RF won't care. It's the length of the wire. New t-shirt. New T-shirt. <laughs> T-shirts can help the show, too, if you find something you like. Thank you for the question there. We've got another one. And if you have a question uh, here at live with us, put a cue in front of it. Scotty will pull it out of there, and now uh, we'll try to get to it. Here's one that I've never really understood, and it's from M. How does moon bounce work?
1: Ooh. It's basically, you know, you got this body in the out there. And uh, so you're using, um, <clears throat> like, two meters. So moon bounce is going to work in this kind of the same principle as uh the ionosphere how how it affects um lower frequencies like HF but in the case of uh, of you know moon bounce most people are operating uh, at 2 meters or I, I think it's around 2 meters maybe 440 but the majority of the moon bounce uh, folks are uh, operating at that uh at that frequency and it's enough there that the signal hits the uh, the surface of the moon and then uh, is refracted back and uh, so these guys have monster antennas and monster power Uh, they're running full legal limit and uh, the maximum gain they can get and uh, just to overcome just to get this little itty bitty minuscule of a signal to make the contact and then uh, and then the delay factor, just the, the delay to go out the three quarters of our quarter million miles and then come yeah. back. And so that's the cool
0: part. So Super cool. Well, thank you, M. I hope that helps you. If anybody has a question, put a cue in front of it. We've got another one. Uh, let's see. Will you be bringing back the operating events? Teddy wants to know. I think so. I think so. We took off eight weeks. And when we took off, we took off. Like, got a wife and kids in Baltimore, Jack. You know the rest. But we took off for uh, eight weeks. Thank you, uh, those who know Just uh, just think of family vacation. That was the eight weeks. Yeah, it was a family vacation. A whole family, the whole community took (laughs) took a break. Clark Clark Griswold.
2: (laughs) The family truckster is the
0: WJZ van. I think so. I I think uh, the operating (laughs) events are cool. They were established. And we did some things that are different um, last time around, which was there was a lot of like administrative work that was kind of tedious for me uh, during those um, events. And it was all the prizes. We would would gather up these prizes and just give them away. It would be $1,000, $1,500 worth of prizes for anybody who was participating in a random sort of thing but i love the tune up and i love the fallout because i love portable operations so i i don't think there's a reason why it shouldn't steve and i had a great time one night um i don't know if it was fallout <laughs> or tune up it was so much fun i think uh, it was spring it, it was tune up because
1: the weather was nice
0: yeah he sat outside i was out in the old wooden shed out here on the property and we set up and the sun the lights are going out and that video is actually up on YouTube. If you get really curious, it, it, we just got super silly. And uh, it, it, Uncle Paul's uh, famous, I'm trying to show the two f- handfuls. The fortitude. The it's fortitude of his signals. As we were running 100 watts or slightly less out there, we're running around. We're trying to chase stations. Steve and I are doing a live stream. And we're calling and calling, and Steve's calling, and I'm calling, and we're trying. We couldn't get through, and then we, all of a sudden, we hear, Yeah, November 2, Hotel Yankee Golf. Uh, <laughs> and they were like, November 2, Hotel Yankee Golf. We're like, November. son of a... Uh, we couldn't get through, because he, he was just putting it on him. There's a, a fistful of fortitude. How you doing? I'm just <laughs> yes, running a, about a kilo into my old girl. <laughs> you'll hear you'll hear him Sunday night, 7 o'clock Central, so uh, make sure you tune in. Uh, and live coverage after our show every uh, Sunday. We uh, do a little live coverage of the Sunday Evening Net, but thank you. Yes, Teddy, I do believe we will run it back. All right. I can say uh, we have a few minutes if anybody has a question. We can uh, try to tackle that as well. Many questions come in. Some are more uh, sophisticated and will take more time, but uh, those are the ones I picked for today um want to go to go over real quick uh, to our Facebook group to celebrate some of the um, elmer's uh, people there, Tanner. He says that Pete uh, November zero Oscar Yankee uh, is always willing to explain, participate, encourage, and facilitate any avenue i 've wanted to try within this hobby i 'm fortunate to have a great Elmer. Tanner is Kilo Delta Zero, India, Romeo, Whiskey, and a nice. fine photographer. He uh, does a lot of sports photography and other things. I like Tanner. He's been around the community for a long time. David says, a Whiskey Zero, Bravo, Echo, Bob. He's now a silent key. And uh, he was his he was his Elmer. And uh, he says, Hi, Bob, you old goat. Sounds like a joke <laughs> that they shared together. And the, and the camaraderie. That you have between you yourself and your Elmer. I mean, it can't be understated. Uh, It it is great to have somebody to talk to in general, let alone uh, have somebody kind of guiding you along, making good decisions. Jack, he says, uh, Howard Butch Miller, November, November 2, Tango. He's also a silent key. So you see here, there is a pattern of uh, loss in terms of Elmering. And hopefully these guys pick it up, pass it back along. I mean, I think that's the hope of every Elmer is to try to pay it forward. Uh, Ari Klaus, he didn't have a local person or a Elmer locally. He studied some online articles, magazine articles, and some YouTube videos. I did have the advantage of having an FCC radio telephone operator's license, now known as the Grol, G-R-O-L, since the late 1970s. Uh, so the technical stuff came quickly for him, operating, operation I learned from listening to others, then this strange man, Christian Kudnick, (laughs) K0STH, that was a fairly (laughs) new ham at the time, and I learned a lot from his adventures. Thank you, Ari, he's Kilo One, Alpha, United, Sierra, we appreciate you, thank you for that. Uh, Rick, he says, uh, Kilo Alpha 6 Delta Charlie Zulu. His name was Cal Musgrave. I guess he's still going. He's a partially sighted ham who taught him everything he needed to get his novice license, including the five words per minute code. He just spoke to him about a year and a half ago. He now lives outside of Phoenix and is still active on CW and on local repeaters. A true friend. Even when I messed up his TS-520 and he had to send it out to get repaired. Oh yeah, that is a true friend right there. Oh that that'll <laughs> test you, huh? Oh, sorry, Steve. I didn't mean to mess it up. That's okay. I'll kill you. <laughs> Ed says at the top of his li- list is uh Whiskey Five Romeo United Yankee. His name is Hoppy. And uh it was his dad's boss in his first exposure to ham radio. Glenn. He has a silent key who helped him along. Kilo 3 Juliet Papa Bravo. Um, He worked with Bill Winter for 20 years. He was an RF engineer. And uh, he helped him. That's a Whiskey 3 Golf Bravo Whiskey. Mm -hmm. And Andy, my friend Peter Wang, XWB9PLI, was a couple uh, years older than he was when he got into the hobby. Uh, He lived in an apartment in Chicago. And he was in a huge house, so I'd go over to his place after school and we'd work the world on his radio. Chris, nice. he said he didn't have an Elmer oh, cool. there, but uh, his professional background helped get him prepared, and uh, that's a story I think you hear uh, from time to time, too. Electrical engineers, different sorts of engineers got the minds for it. You know, we've got pilots, we've got war heroes, we've got astronauts, we've got computer, everything you, you can name. Uh, we have it in this hobby. Okay. Let's see we got a question from Todd. Do you need a guinea pig for Discord again? <laughs> oh the Discord. I'm thinking back, yeah. Get get in there. We're going to try it. We'll try it tonight. They're in the uh the net. Um uh, as we wrap up here, I just want to thank everybody. Don't forget we got a new membership perk. It's a bonus. There are some perks and advantages to becoming a member of 100 Watts and a Wire. You keep a, uh, help us keep the lights on for one. There are some member benefits for you, but Steve, sidecar Steve is going to build a 20 meter double bazooka and he does it the right way. Y'all I can believe it. I stared at this thing. I was like, wow, he really did uh, <laughs> what take the care hell of business. <laughs> I'm like, this isn't like anything I've ever got because you know, you see them and they're, they're small and it's like the small PVC, and then those ends are coming out. I've, I've showed you guys over the years, I had an ant infestation get into my scent. They went marching up the line, went in there and that and was wild. That, that was, was absolutely wild. I have to dig that picture out. Uh, I don't think people mm-hmm. would believe me, but ruined that antenna not happening with Steve. So if you're moved uh, to supporting us, we'd really appreciate that. Um, so, uh, Thank you all very much. We want to know what you're struggling with. If uh, you want to write to us, links are down below. They're in the chats. They're in your podcast subscriptions, descriptions. Uh, so look for that. Let us know what you're struggling with. You got topic ideas. You have questions. Let us know. We appreciate you. We want to help you, give you quality information. Steve-O's got over 45 years. I'm in a decade long, and Scotty's been around audio for a long, long time. We're going to start to pick his brain in terms of gain and EQ and compression and all these things. I say these and he he starts gyrating (laughs) like a Tom Jones record. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you, Steve. W7UDI. I appreciate you. you. My uh, number one Elmer. There have been a couple people that have answered questions, but none have uh, continuously kept me on the air and been a broadcast partner for so long. I appreciate you, my brother you're welcome
1: and for for everyone look to your local clubs there's look for just your local clubs will have people that will help mentor you and uh, if if one person doesn't have the answer there's somebody else in the club that will but there's there's guys that you'll find and gals that you will find in your local clubs that will be more than willing to help you and we're here so just join us in the discord group the facebook group join the
0: community and we'll help you as best we can all right scotty thank you sir appreciate you thanks for doing all you do kilo charlie three bravo x-ray november 73 thank my you. brother thank you thank you pleasure as always 73 you guys we'll see you uh this time again next week thank you guys for tuning in and uh we appreciate you hopefully hopefully we'll hear you on the net 73 y'all Join the 100 Watts in a Wire community. Visit
1: 100wattsinawire.com.